0: Are you letting compound interest work for you? If you aren't, I think you'll enjoy the content I'm going to share today. One of the best examples of compound interest can be visualized by a long-term dividend snowball journey. If the concept of compound interest or a dividend snowball is new to you, let me give you a brief explanation. In the most basic terms, compound interest can be defined as earning interest on interest. For example, if you have $100 saved and you are earning 1% interest per year on this amount. After 1 year you will receive $1 in interest. If you choose to leave this dollar of interest in the savings account instead of spending it, in the second year you will receive 1% interest on your balance of $101, which is a dollar and one penny, so just a penny more than in the prior year. But that penny is the product of compound interest, because it is interest you earned on previously earned interest. It didn't require any further contribution from you, and if you let this process work for you for an extended period of time, the results become exponential. If we continue with this example, in the third year the amount of interest earned from prior interest will be 2 cents and 3 cents in the fourth year, and so forth. After a decade, you would have about $10.46 of total interest earned on the original $100, and the contribution of compound interest is the 46 extra cents in your account. Now, this may not seem like much, and that's mainly because earning 1% interest is rather weak, and will not have a meaningful impact on your savings. Fortunately, a dividend snowball can produce better results, and do it faster than simple interest alone. If you buy a share of a company that distributes a portion of its earnings in the form of dividends, you are building a passive cash flow stream. When this company distributes a dividend payment to you, you have the option to reinvest that dividend back into more shares of the business, in turn taking advantage of compound interest. The one advantage a dividend stock has over simple interest is that many dividend stocks increase the dividend rate they pay shareholders year after year. So not only is your money growing through the power of compound interest, it's also growing because the business is distributing a larger portion of its earnings to you each year. Not all dividend-paying companies practice a dividend growth policy, but there are a ton of great businesses that have been raising dividends for many decades without interruption. I think it's best to visually see an actual example of a dividend snowball rather than simply take my word that it can magically make you wealthy. Today I want to show you a dividend snowball comparison for Coca-Cola and Pepsi, two fantastic businesses that have a long track record of dividend growth and making patient shareholders wealthier. I'll show you the actual results for each company during the past 30 years and I want you to pay attention to the impact of compound interest and dividend growth. This can give you insight into what you can achieve with dividend investing in the future. Let's start by taking a look at historical dividend growth for each company. Coca-Cola currently has a streak of 59 years of consecutive dividend increases, and they have paid a dividend for 102 years in total, never once reducing the distribution amount. Pepsi currently has a streak of 49 years of consecutive dividend increases, and 57 years of dividend payments in total, also never once lowering the distribution amount. If you have any concerns that either company will cut its dividend in the future, I think these very impressive long-term growth streaks can be of comfort. For my dividend snowball example, I'm going to look at the last 30 years, starting in late 1992 and going through August of this year. Coca-Cola has grown its dividend at a rate of 8.8% per year during this 30-year period. Pepsi has a slightly better growth rate of 10.06%. If we look at the individual annual dividend increases, Pepsi again has a slight edge, with 17 better increases to Coke's 13. Coke had higher dividend growth rates in the 1990s and early 2000s and once more briefly following the 2008 financial crisis. But Pepsi has bested their main rival for the past 9 consecutive years now. The overall trend for both companies is a slowing dividend growth rate. Dividend growth for Coke slowed from an average of 8.8% during the past 30 years to about 7.5% during the past 20 and 25 year periods, about 6.5% during the past 15 years and further down to about 3.5% during the past 3-5 to five years. The dividend increase for 2022 should come in at 4.76% which is an improvement over recent history but not enough to rival Pepsi. Pepsi's dividend growth has also been slowing down. The average growth during the past 30 years was 10.06%. This rate fell to about 8% during the past 15 years and further down to 7.6% more recently. The dividend increase for 2022 should come in at 6.53% over the prior year. This will also be a small improvement over 2021. The reason both dividend growth rates are slowing down is because these are mature companies with saturated markets. They can still continue to grow from price increases, optimization, and acquisition, but there isn't as much room for organic growth from expansion. I think both are excellent companies that will offer stable and growing passive income for decades to come. But I wouldn't expect either company to be a home run investment. That said, hitting home runs isn't the only goal of investing. What these two dividend kings can offer is stability and consistency during both good and bad times. From the dividend growth history alone, we can tell that Pepsi was likely the better investment. But let's take a look at the dividend snowball to see if that was in fact the case. The first dividend snowball example is for a one-time lump sum investment of $10,000 into each company on September 1st, 1992. The market value of this investment into Coke would be worth about $61,500 today. And the market value of this investment into Pepsi would be worth about $91,500 today. These amounts do not include dividend payments or dividend reinvestment. Coke would have paid a total of about $23.7 thousand dollars in dividends since 1992 and Pepsi would have paid a total of about $27.5 thousand in dividends. You could expect to receive about $1,738 dollars per year in dividend payments from Coke and about $2,429 dollars per year from Pepsi. This is purely the impact of dividend growth over a 30 year period since we are not factoring dividend reinvestment or compound interest. Each company started out with a dividend yield of about 1.37 to 1.38 percent back in 1992. Today, each investment would pay you between 17 and 24% on the original amount invested. Not bad for just dividend growth. Let's see what impact compound interest would have played on this example. If we reinvested all 30 years worth of dividends along the way, the value of our coke investment would be worth about $123.2 thousand dollars, or a little more than double compared to not reinvesting dividends. The value of our Pepsi investment would be worth about $176.5 thousand dollars, or about 93% more compared to not reinvesting dividends so compound interest essentially doubled the value of our investment during this 30-year period. That sounds pretty powerful to me. With dividend reinvestment, Coke would have paid us a total of about $36,500 in dividends, or about $12,800 more than without reinvestment. Pepsi would have paid us about $42,600 in dividends, or about $15,100 more than without reinvestment. We could expect to receive about $3,456 in annual dividends from Coke, or 34.5% of our general investment and about $4,689 in annual dividends from Pepsi, or 46.9% of our original investment. I know these aren't million-dollar amounts, but let the actual results sink in for a second. Even in the example without dividend reinvestment, both companies would have returned our original investment back to us twice over, and we would still have sixty dollars to $90,000 in market value today. I know it took 30 years to achieve these results, but all it took was one action on your part, and the rest happened passively while you went about living your life. This dividend stream is also highly likely to continue growing well into the future and probably will continue into perpetuity outliving long-term investors, which means it can be handed down to your children and their children to make their lives a little easier. Perhaps you don't have $10,000 today or a large sum of money that you can invest for the next 30 years. Another way to measure a long-term dividend snowball is with a consistent contribution stream. This is more commonly known as a dollar-cost average method of investing. Let's say you were able to invest $100 per month into Coke and Pepsi for 30 years. What type of results would this long-term investment produce? Let's take a look at the results without dividend reinvestment first. $100 invested per month over 30 years is equivalent to a total investment of $36,000. The current market value of this investment into Coke would be worth about $85,100 and about 126 dollars with Pepsi. Not bad. Your money would multiply 2.3 to 3.5 times depending on which company you invested in. But additionally, Coke would have paid you about $25,500 in dividend income along the way and Pepsi would have paid you about 32 dollars in dividends. If you stopped the contributions after 30 years, you could expect a passive cash flow stream of about 2 dollars from Coke and about 3 dollars 3, from Pepsi going forward, both likely to be larger year after year. The same investment strategy with dividend reinvestment would give you a market value of about 140 dollars with Coke and about 207 dollars with Pepsi. Coke would have paid you a total of about 35 dollars in dividends and Pepsi about 44 dollars in dividends. The passive cash flow stream going forward would be about 3 dollars from Coke and about 5 dollars from Pepsi. Compound interest, as measured by dividend reinvestment, in this example would leave you with about 64-65% to more money at the end and result in a larger passive cash flow stream going forward. Again, this investing strategy could be automated today, where all you would need to do is set up the process initially and not worry about it until it's time to cash in decades in the future. Some of you may be impressed by these results, while others may not. Which is fine, we all have our long-term goals, and we should strive to achieve them. Both Coke and Pepsi have been fine investments during the past 30 years, offering a growing passive income stream and letting investors benefit from the power of compound interest. They certainly weren't the best dividend stocks to own. But unfortunately, we don't know what the best dividend stock to own for the next 30 years will be, which is why we should invest in multiple companies and hedge our bets. If you have seen my prior Dividend Snowball example, covering Home Depot and Lowe's, You already know that these companies achieved much better results during the last three decades compared to Coke and Pepsi. I guess 30 years ago, it may not have been as evident which company would have a more impressive run in the next three decades. I personally do not have a position in either Coke or Pepsi right now, mainly because I seek higher dividend growth than either company offers today. But just because I don't know these stocks doesn't mean they aren't right for you. So let's take a quick look at the valuation for each business and where they may be headed in the future. Coke trades for around $60 per share today, and based on its most recent dividend rate, pays a dividend yield of 2.9%. The 4-year historical trailing dividend yield for the stock is 3.1%, implying it may be about 7% overvalued right now. Based on the trailing dividend yield, we can compute a fair price for the stock of about $56 to $57. Analysts are forecasting the company to grow its earnings at a rate of 5.5% per year for the next 5 years. If we combine this forecast with the fair price based on the trailing dividend yield and tack on the current dividend yield of 2.9%, we get an estimated annual return of 6.96%. Keep in mind this is just an estimate, but historically, returns have tracked earnings growth pretty well, especially when measured over longer periods of time. Pepsi currently trades for about $168 per share, and based on its most recent dividend rate, offers a dividend yield of 2.69%, slightly worse than Coke. The 4-year historical trailing dividend yield for Pepsi is 2.82%, implying a potential 5% overvaluation right now. Based on the trailing dividend yield, the fair price for Pepsi is about $160. Analysts are expecting earnings to grow at 8% per year for the next 5 years. Combining the same factors as for Coke, we can estimate a long-term annual rate of return for Pepsi of 9.66%, implying that it may be the superior investment going forward compared to Coke. Please do your own due diligence before making any investing decision. These are just rough estimates based on simple data and not meant to be investment advice. I hope this example showed you the power of compound interest and the long term benefits of a dividend snowball.